Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Brett Kavanaugh is our newest Supreme Court Justice, and there was much rejoicing. But why exactly? The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Usually on Saturdays from 3 to 6, but during football season, I move around. I'm, it's live right now if you're listening. Phones are open. Uh, 800 WSB Talk. It is Sunday. We're on from 1 to 3. I am joined by my trusty producer, Brad Binkley. Hey, Binkley, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Great. You had a show last night? I did. I told everybody to listen. Your, and, uh, what was your show? It was an improv show for a couple of friends of mine, Trey and Alex, who are getting married today. So congratulations oh. to them. All right. Well, it sounds like it was a good time. I wish we were on yesterday so we could have told people where to go. But next time we'll... Relapse theaters where we were. We'll, do, we'll give you a little shout. I'm sure people would like to see your, the many different talents of Binkley. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So you, I know have been, uh, you and I have kind of following the opposite sides of this Brett Kavanaugh thing. I, I should never admit this, but I just could not bring myself to watch these hearings. Like I really, it's, I'm, I am one of those people that I think every single person is one of those people where, when there's the people magazine on the coffee table in the doctor's office, you're going to look at it and you're going to keep reading it. I don't know what it is. It, maybe it's that dopamine thing that Facebook cultivates, but uh, people were just wild for that. And I know it's important who the next Supreme Court justice is. I get that. But I really have no tolerance now at all, which it's a bad time to have no tolerance. They kind of saturated me with this stuff, that every single topic is, uh, is personal. It's not, they don't talk about policies and issues. They really, uh, it's, I mean, ever you can, I do this sometimes, turn on Fox News when I'm in the car on the, on the radio, just to hear if there is any discussion of anything under the surface. And it, it reminds me of that quote by Eleanor Roosevelt, not my favorite person, but this is my favorite quote of hers anyway. It's roughly that great mind, you know, small minds think of people, average minds think of uh, events and great minds think of ideas and our descent into purely personal to me makes a real functioning democracy defending like real principles impossible and so that's why i couldn't but doesn't mean that we're not gonna so this may be an advantage that i'll bring something totally unique because i want to talk about issues so but you what just uh maybe you can tease to some of the stuff that you're gonna bring that was from the uh, the actual hearing. Well, it was eight hours of a circus that would make Jerry Springer blush, but there's a lot of stuff in there that's revealing that you don't hear on the, the mainstream media. And I, I put together some clips just to kind of show how outrageous it is and to show what some of the, reveal some of the intentions, I think. Yeah, I picked a couple of the clips that you sent me. It was It's hard for me to listen to. I think the reason I couldn't listen to it is because I felt like I was listening to a kitten. You know, like it was just like this little kitten. And uh, and and then when you realize that she's an accomplished woman, 
uh, she's probably older than I am, that she, I mean, it, it was just incongruous to me. And, and like my mother always told me when I couldn't watch the State of the Union addresses, I literally, since I was little, I would have to walk out of the room. She said, you just can't stand hearing people lie. So I don't, I'm not, I did not assess this personally. So I'm not, I, I'm not saying that, but some of the things that you brought up to me, made me uh, agree with you that this was an act. But uh, but I, <laughs> this you've never heard, I actually concluded that Kavanaugh was getting a little bit of his own medicine yeah. in that. Now, did you hear anybody talk about what I told you that I uncovered about this guy? No. There, and as a matter of fact, you thought the opposite of what I thought because you had read a New York Times whitewash piece. Let me tell you. Let me tell you a little bit of, of what I, got I came up with. duped by fake news. You were duped. The New York Times was playing the role of Snopes to debunk uh, totally valid stories. So this is it. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh was an investigator under... Ken Starr against Clinton in the Whitewater investigation, which then expanded to include Vince Foster and ultimately Monica Lewinsky. Now, I think everybody knows that, uh, but what people do not realize and what the New York Times article said was that Kavanaugh, so when people call Kavanaugh a conspiracy theorist, they're referring to this meme put out by the New York Times and others that he pursued these crazy conspiracy theories that Vince Foster was murdered and not uh, did not commit suicide. However, it's not like that at all. From what I can tell, uh, two things happened that forced Kavanaugh and Starr to uh, investigate Vince Foster for the purpose, the intention, I believe, especially since the proof is in the pudding, to put rumors of Vince Foster's murder to rest from the right. So these guys were supposed to be opponents of Bill Clinton. So if they came up with the idea that if they concluded Vince Foster was a suicide, then it would be put to rest. And that is what happened. And the two things that forced him to open, reopen Vince Foster, as opposed to New York Times saying he was a nut job who used taxpayers' money to track down a conspiracy theory, were two things. His predecessor or somebody in the investigative role in the office of the special counsel who was pushed out, he said... Miguel Rodriguez, I think the name was, yeah, wrote, which I just printed out, I saw it for the first time like five minutes before the show started, the letter, the, the, this um, brief or whatever it's called by Rodriguez, and the first line is, present for this meeting were Mark Tui, Brett Kavanaugh, Jeff Green, and me. Uh, the meeting was convened to discuss my review of the foster death materials. Miguel Rodriguez wrote this in December of 1994. And he proceeds to say, well, he why he does not agree with the other reports that said Vince Foster was a suicide. He actually goes through Miguel Rodriguez goes through the facts that are wrong in those reports. And and he left the that his job as a result of that. Then there was another guy, uh, Patrick Knowlton, who was a witness who saw some things at the scene before the body was discovered that uh, he said was inconsistent with the FBI report and nobody had the, nobody had or the FBI had uh, misrepresented what this guy said. And when a reporter brought it to the attention of the special counsel, they simply had to talk to this guy. So he sued. He later sued for the way he was treated. This witness, he was a witness and he was treated as a criminal by, according to him and others, Brett Kavanaugh. 
So Brett Kavanaugh, when he said, I saw a different person in a different car from what you said I saw or from what other people saw, I just want to correct the record that your story of the scene that I witnessed is not consistent with my memories. And according to him and his statement and his suit, Brett Kavanaugh said, what were you doing there? And he said, well, I was going to the bathroom. He said, was anybody else in the bathroom with you? (laughs) It's like, well, and then it gets really uh, nasty, like the line of questioning is trying to implicate this guy as being engaged in salacious or illicit activities. And what this means to me is that like when I was investigating um, Merrick Garland and uh, Comey and Mueller, these people all pop up in these weird stories. And it makes me feel like these these guys are the real deep state and they're getting their rewards. And like Knowlton sued the government over his treatment in the Vince Foster thing at the hands of Kavanaugh and Starr, Comey and Mueller also, the government actually paid people out for how they were treated. These are supposed to be lawmen and they're and the government's having to pay out for the way they violated these guys' rights. And the last thing I will say is, this is nothing compared to what happened to Patrick Knowlton. This is nothing compared to what happened to Bill Cosby. And you're not hearing about that. And it's much more relevant to uh, <laughs> to you. And I want to talk about that in the show also. So so what do, what do you think? You were... Uh, the thing about Bill Cosby is very interesting because he's such an unsympathetic character that people don't care that there are some violations there it's like alex jones yeah they came for alex jones but nobody cared because he was a he's jerk. alex jones like no, <laughs> yeah. we don't care and the, nobody you know people came from Co- for cosby and nobody cared because right the accusations were because he's a jerk too yeah and <laughs> they apply those same standards to other people like i was i told people our website got removed a few weeks ago and uh so they can pin it on alex jones and nobody will care then they can start doing the same thing to other people well, I'll tell you, this is what I noticed. So at the beginning, I was saying to people like moms of the friends of my kids, you know, oh, I got, you know, you shouldn't take this lightly, the Alex Jones thing, because my website got taken down. And then they're like, oh, what's wrong with you? Right, exactly. And that's the reaction. Like, yeah. Nothing, nothing. I can't, but I would show you my website, but yeah. they took it down. Yeah. So, and they took down, so I did recover uh, the material on there for the most part all the text and everything but the pictures are gone most of the pictures and video and media are lost and that's where the evidence was for all the things i ever claimed so this was six seven years of work on my part with documented evidence and so i can't even people can say oh you just made this unsubstantiated claim and i would like to say no i didn't but it's all gone they stole the evidence huh they stole the evidence is basically what they did Yeah, and it's if it's scrubbed from my site it's scrubbed you know universally that was the point of it actually yeah it's just important i think that people can you cannot like someone and also not like what is being done to them. Well, of course, they can't do it to people who are liked. Yeah. They can't. They have to start with the people who are not liked. They simply must. And I personally have been told in both of those cases, Alex Jones and Bill Cosby, that, oh, who cares? Because You know what I mean? People who are from the left, from the right, people who consider themselves liberty-oriented, who think they care about rights, will absolutely, representatives from every possible walk of American society, have chalked up that stuff to, well, who cares? Because they're bad. It'll eventually happen to someone they do like. But then they might stop liking them. That's not, you know, that that once this thing takes hold and they're able to blacklist people... 
then you have to stop liking them. You know, it just becomes this thing where once you accepted that they were fair in their knee-jerk assessment right off the bat, uh, anyway... Don't get me started. (laughs) Uh, But actually, do get me started because we have so much to do and cover in these two hours. Uh, I'm happy to take calls and tweets, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. 29 years of service in the Army as a uh, professional intelligence officer. I sincerely appreciate your program. On News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. We're back. We're here till three. It's Sunday. Uh, Binkley, do we have a way for people to, what's the best way for people to get our podcasts in case they lose track of when we're on during football season? Well, is our website up and running again yet? <laughs> yes, it is, but it's a, sometimes it's a little tricky to search on. There's like some stuff got screwed up on okay. it. So. iTunes, Propaganda Report Podcast, I will tweet it out. That's great. And his Twitter handle is at Freedom Act Radio. And mine is Monica Perez Show, at Monica Perez Show. So I'll retweet that. Uh, So here's the thing. We're talking about Kavanaugh, and people are super excited. People on the right are super excited at this triumph. I mean, really celebrating. And I... I I smell a rat, of course, because I don't think this guy is uh, particularly worth celebrating. I feel like we were set up, uh, we all in society, left and right, to be emotionally involved in this battle that had no, that wasn't really based on content, but on just pure partisanship, you know, like a sports event. And for me, I all, the, Lately, people talk about conservative justices, and I think historically we thought of those people as constitutionalists. Conservative to us are, conservative means to look back, to not change, to be cautious. So for us, that means a um, to always have the touchstone of our founding documents and our founding principles. In Europe, it's different. In England, to be conservative is to like the monarchy, is to go back and use that foundation as a touchstone. But for us, the conservative is is you don't want the change. What we're actually getting is neoconservatives, which if you read, just if you can find it on my blog, my the probably the best thing I ever wrote was an analysis of Irving Kristol's book, Neoconservatism, the Autobiography of an Idea, where he tells Republicans to give up on the idea of small government, to stop kowtowing to the... Um, the population and be more aggressive in foreign policy that the people want to be led, especially in issues of economics and foreign policy. So when I look at somebody who's considered a conservative uh, like Brett Kavanaugh, I want to know, is he a constitutionalist or is he a neocon? So if you just, and this is what I wish the Senate and the mainstream media had brought up. What is this guy made of? And there are some cases that I think bear serious scrutiny. One was, um, and I'll just, the best summaries I've found of these, you really have to totally dig in, but the Wikipedia one-liners on some of his decisions, one was Kavanaugh wrote that the metadata collection, uh, you know, the big warrantless wiretaps, whatever, um, and everything that that implied, I guess, stimulated these cases, he wrote uh, the metadata collection at issue was not a search, and even if it were, 
no reasonable suspicion would be required because of the government's special need to prevent terrorist attacks. So that's the Fourth Amendment being completely negated. Right. And I just can't, I can't cope with that. And that wasn't talked about at all because all everybody talked about was the sex stuff and the alcohol. Right. And, and uh, so people will say, well, who do you want? And uh, I wanted Judge Napolitano. You know, the libertarian, he's a constitutionalist, whether it makes him comfortable or uncomfortable. If they wanted to stop Kavanaugh, that was the route to take. But the problem is that would not have mobilized these masses of people that would have strengthened these activist organizations. Their number one goal was to strengthen these activist organizations using these sensitive issues. Right. And you know what? It worked in the right's favor, too. The, mm -hmm. the people on the right got him forward it even though to me he's the true deep state given his foster background or he's a neocon given his position on uh on negating the constitution in the name of terrorism but that's you know so that let's uh peel the onion a little bit more after the break 800 wsb talk you could tweet at me at monica perez show monica perez that was phenomenal on news 95.5 at am 750 wsb I am your libertarian voice on WSB. My normal time slot is Saturday, 3 to 6, but during football season, I happily uh, make way. So I am on today, Sunday, from a 1 to 3, and I am your libertarian voice. And uh, the basic principle of libertarianism is that you uh, defend individual rights. It's individual liberty is at the heart of it, and uh, that's what's at stake right now. So... Uh, I want to get into, I have some calls. I'm going to, if you're on the uh, hold right now, I'm going to go through all, all those calls right in one minute, but I'll tell you that <clears throat> what's happening with Brett Kavanaugh, he is looking for a government job. He's been in the government basically his whole life. He wants a, an extremely powerful lifetime appointment. And he subjected himself to this. Now, once it got truly ugly, I believe he had to clear his name. But Bill Cosby, he, I, I have actual um, court documents that I believe demonstrate that he was persecuted because of his political speech, that his First Amendment right was violated. Then it's very clear his fifth Sixth and Eighth Amendment rights were violated. And I want to, at the top of the hour, I want to go through that because you only really want, you only really have to talk about this stuff when it's a jerk you're defending. Because if it was Shirley Temple up there, everybody would be uh, bending over backwards to help her. You could never, ever falsely uh, accuse her with such a shabby approach. So it's the jerks you got to defend. I'm going to do that at the top of the hour. And Bill Cosby was a jerk. I will tell you what he actually did and admitted to. Pretty reprehensible, if you ask me. Very cynical. Um, disgusting. Disgusting. But not criminal. And in any case, even if it was, there was no evidence of a crime. Um, so if that's enough to get you interested in the whole story, <laughs> I'm going to move on. I have a lot of calls and I want to get through every one of them. So... I'll give you a, um, just give me what you got in, in a minute, and I'm going to take the order, the calls in the order uh, in which they were received. 
Beth in Dawsonville. You're on with Monica. Well, well, thank you. Thank you. Hi. I, I believe that this girl is a liar. I do believe that I think there's so many things in her story. Oh, can you hear me? Yes, I can, Beth. Uh, my, thank my you. My voice is a little bad today. No, you're great. You sound great. Oh, I'm sorry. You sound great. It, Keep going. Uh, thank you. Um, she grew up in the East Coast, I believe, in Maryland. And now suddenly she's got that teenage California sing-song spe- speech pattern. I believe it's very made up and, and very she, planned. I believe that her background, her thesis or whatever, was um, in, chi- in elements of child psychology. So she should be able to put that person. I mean, you, I wouldn't be surprised. But Binkley here, thank you very much, Beth, for the call. Binkley. Well, I'm not done yet. Okay, I'm well, not, give me okay. one. Go on. Keep going. Okay. Uh, that's one thing. Uh, first off, when I heard her, that's what I thought. And second of all, most important thing to me Anything that could be proved about her telling the truth or lying in her story are the hard factual things. She conveniently doesn't remember the place, the time, the how, all these things. They can be proved. Conveniently, those are the things she can't remember. Now, I'm a victim of child abuse, but that's not where I'm coming from. But I remember I'm, I'm almost 70 years old. I remember a horrible incident in my childhood. I'd swear on a stack of Bibles that I fell and hurt myself one way. Later on in my life, I would swear on Bibles. My mother told me, Dawn, you were hit over the head by your little playmate with a rock. So all my life, I've had this in my head. And that's why I think that her mind is screwed up someplace. And usually the ones that are the psychologists are the dumbest ones. Oh my I know gosh. it from my life. That's my personal opinion, darling. Okay. All right, okay. Beth. Well, let and me also, let me honey, respond. I'm Keep from- listening. Um. So he. So this. So this is what I, I would say. You bring up a very important point. In that, I didn't listen to this at all because I didn't care whether she was telling the truth or lying for this reason. Not because it's not important if a guy. Um, is willing to force himself on somebody else or is a chronic drunk or anything like that. But something that happens that far in the past is uh, impossible to defend against. And so that's why there's a statute of limitations. And that's why I thought, well, there's just you. This guy could not possibly have. It's a very basic principle of law. However, Binkley brought something to my attention that really blew me away Um Real quick, Binkley, uh, it's not, there was no statute of limitations. No, there's no statute of limitations in the state of Maryland for sex felony crimes. And there's applicable law from 1982 that she could file a criminal complaint today. She could have for the past 36 years. She still can tomorrow. And it would trigger a criminal investigation, one that is uh, guided by law and standards of evidence. But that's not what they want because it takes it out of the PR realm, of the propaganda realm that they can control. And and there is uh, a lower standard of evidence, obviously, because this isn't a criminal case. So she could never probably get a criminal case brought with absolutely no evidence of witnesses. And then on the other hand, uh, you can't. She, what I don't like is what people are saying, the senator and I even saw a, a libertarian, I believe the libertarian party tweeted this out. 
that he uh, that the allegations that she he's he stands credibly accused. They throw that word in there in every what single the article. Heck, incredibly kind of accused. Yeah. I mean, every anything is credible. The, it, right. We went to the moon, right? So everything is credible. Like that's pretty hard to believe, but if it happened, you know, I mean, things are credible. That drives me crazy. I, I just think yeah. people just add credible to their statement as though by saying that that in itself thus makes it true. Yeah, it's not it's uh it, it's a very dangerous meme they're putting out there and it definitely means to have legs as they say. So, uh, I'm going to keep uh going through calls. Let me go to David in Stone Mountain. Hi David, you're on with Monica. Hey David, I can't hear you. Oh, you can can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Okay. I am a I'm ecstatic about the fact that we all won. And the reason I say we all won is that you, you, you got you're innocent until proven guilty. I mean if, if if they had won this, it would have been the opposite. And then anybody could be charged with something with no evidence and their whole life turned upside down. I agree. And here's the problem with if they had allowed this to happen, if she had won or he had lost, is that uh, it, it creates what's called a moral hazard so that once just allegations, unsubstantiated allegations are, are effective, there will be no end to the amount of false allegations that are brought for political purposes. So, or any other purpose. Yes, well... This is what uh, I would like to say is that in a court of law, you would hope that we have more protections, which is why. So this guy was is a he lays down with dogs. He's a government uh, employee. So, uh, yeah, I mean, so I can't um, I'm not as sympathetic to him Mm -hmm. pursuing a job and and taking a beating, which was already totally precedented with Clarence Thomas, Mm -hmm. whereas Bill Cosby. His real, genuine, defendable um, uh, constitutional rights were violated. That was a, the way you're ecstatic about this as a triumph for justice. I'm terrified at the precedent set mm-hmm. by the Cosby case as a um, travesty of justice. Yeah. So, but thank you so much for the call. I got to move on. I'm going to Jerry and Johns Creek. Hi, Jerry. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica, love your show. Keep doing up the great work. you got one of the best shows in Atlanta. Thank you. Um, Keep going. So I'd like to make the point, Yeah, you know, our, our country was founded on Christian principles, one of those principles being one of the Ten Commandments, thou shall not bear false witness. That obviously is a commandment for a reason. Um, I, I listened to your last segment before the break, and, I have to agree with you 100%. This this is a sham coming from both sides. Um, this should have never been allowed to happen. Mitch McConnell should have stepped up and said, this is supposed to be done privately. Yes. He didn't do that. He allowed it to continue. And we ended up with a mockery of our entire system. Yes, and are we... What is the point of having a representative government instead of a direct democracy, if they can do 
I think it's pedagogy. I don't know, like where they or demagoguery, where they go appeal directly to the emotions of the lowest common denominator in the population, which is what the purpose of a representative democracy not only is that when you had to travel by horse and carriage, everybody couldn't go to vote, but that right. that that you have somebody who's dedicated to understanding the nuances of the principles of law as they should be applied on the marginal issues. That's really the whole point of it, and I think. And this, they it was a dereliction of duty for them to throw it out to us. It was an emotionalism, cynical and political. I agree with you. Well, well not to mention that I, I've never had a situation, I've never seen a situation before where you can't question the, the accuser. I mean, it's like, hands off. She's the accuser. You're going to offend people. And and the same thing on Kavanaugh's side. He has a right to defend himself. This ended up being a trial in front of the American people. It should have never occurred. Yeah, I agree. And the damage, the damage that was done to him cannot be undone. And and that's why it should have been private without real substantiation. He's always going to be the justice that committed sexual supposed sexual assault and let's let's talk about sexual assault for a minute oh i can't i gotta take a break but get in one second give me a 10 second bite go sure 20 years ago 20 years ago if you tried to kiss a woman you were trying to get the second base today it's sexual assault (laughs) yeah i i um that's a topic for a, a larger <laughs> discussion. I've got to take a break, but um, I'm dying to hear what Peter has to say. So hang on, Peter. I'll be right back. 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We are wrapping up the first hour, but we are on till three today. And uh, I am going to get right back to the calls. Peter in Atlanta, you're on with Monica. Hey, Peter, I... Show. Oh, dang it, Peter, start over. I love your show. I'll try to make this as quickly as I can. Um, first off, I would just like to say that this is a, a, a huge victory uh, for America and a huge victory for justice, what happened yesterday. I think that the more you look into the case, the more you find that this was not about sexual assault whatsoever. It was entirely a, a political sham by the Democrats to keep this seat open And I think the only evidence that you need for that is to look at Keith Ellison. Keith Ellison, there's a mountain of evidence against Keith Ellison, and you don't hear a peep from the Democrats against him. So this had nothing to do with sexual assault at all. Uh, Really what I wanted to get to, though, was was, uh, what you mentioned earlier about Kavanaugh kind of having some some shady history in, uh, you know, being for and voting for things that were uh, kind of encroaching upon America's uh, privacy and rights and things like that. Yeah. And I have done research into his background and I have found a few cases like that. And I just wanted to say that, you know, earlier in the Bush years and, and after that, you have to realize that the deep state was alive and well back then. And we didn't know nearly as much about it back then as we do now. And I just think that, you know, but this it, it case wasn't being... was 2015. The case I cited case... was 
in 2015. I think he's just a neoconservative, and you're going to get that either way. That's the thing. I mean, that's what we get now from the Republicans. So I don't care. You know, there's, you're not getting Judge Napolitano. You're not getting Bork. You're getting neoconservatives. So th- this is just what you're going to get. And he's not that radical either. So he didn't seem to me he shouldn't have been this polarizing for the left. And he shouldn't have been a hero to the right. And this and this muddied the waters to the point where everybody got their emotions up, even though the content was just middling like it always is these days. I, I completely agree with you on that. Um, and I, I will say, though, I think that what it did more than anything else was it opened the eyes to, of Americans. And it made them realize that these Democrats will not hesitate for one second to completely destroy and ruin anyone's life with baseless accusations that have no corroboration or evidence whatsoever. And I think that is going to really rally the uh, Republicans. And, and I think it's going to be a huge red wave in November yeah. uh, rather than a blue wave. So I, I think everyone needs to get out and vote. It's extremely important. And I think uh, I think the uh, Democrats are definitely going to lose some seats this November. That's a very interesting take. I I agree. Like I think, or I should say, I I can't decide whether this is more galvanizing for the left or the right. I'm not sure uh, if the spike in voter turnout is going to be as a result of this is going to be greater on the left or the right. Binkley, I feel like you're um, had some. Uh, before we, I want to move on a little bit to the Cosby thing because it touches a lot on this, but uh, and I want to ask you something. But did you have something to add on this? Did he? I think the yeah. main motivators behind this whole thing was less the Democrats and more the community organizers behind the massive protests that are going on in America. And when you look at it from their perspective, not the perspective of the people going to the protest, but the people who are organizing it, from their perspective, it only benefits them for Brett Kavanaugh to get nominated. And I said this before. I said that they wanted him to get nominated because that will continue to make it easy for them to mobilize people to send out and uh continue to do these acts of civil disobedience. It concentrates power for these community organizers. Well, that actually goes to what I, if you, if I wanted to be really um, down the rabbit hole, that what, what Trump does himself, if you were to take the really long game, Soros was on the ropes, Hillary's ridiculous, you know, she was not getting the Democrats to get together, that, that, putting somebody up that could be really scary to the left could allow people democrats in the middle to accept a lurch to the left from their party yeah so there's a lot of that you want to read that passage that quick passage i told you you have time for that 20 seconds yeah uh saul alinsky in his process of power talks about you pursue power first, and if losing an action can get you more members than by winning it, then victory lies in losing, and he will lose. Oh, that's what you said Stacey Abrams said. My yeah. job is to lose well. I'm not sure what she was talking about this, but this election, maybe the last one. Uh, all right, we've got a ton more to cover. I'm going to tell you how Bill Cosby's situation is worse than Brett Kavanaugh's. This is Monica Perez. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.